All right. So when American children and teens are killed with guns, 60% are homicides, more than 2,100 deaths per year. Children are particularly impacted by the intersection of domestic violence and guns, right? So this is going to be going on, especially in the homes. Dad, if you're pistol whipping your girlfriend in front of your child, putting gun, the barrel of the gun in, 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 the, in the husband's mouth because he cheated my wives, you know, um, fighting in front of your children, they have a high percentage that they're going to do some, the same thing because, one, they think it's okay by your behavior, you're their parents. You brought them here. Who else is going to teach them right or wrong? Right? So, again, this is this is a lot. I mean, let's keep going. For children under age 13 who are victims of gun homicides, 85% of those deaths occur in the home. Right? I'll repeat that. In the home. When I think about the counselor, I think about all the things that we have questions for, right? Many of us have questions about our lives, our situations, marriages, our, our jobs, our employment, our children, and so forth. When I think about that, and you say, hey, who can I talk to? Why not the counselor? The counselor is here. He's here for you. So call the counselor. 10 to 2, the counselor. Good afternoon, and thank you for watching The Counselor. I am your host, Sheldon Stovall, and today we have a great uh, segment on cell phone or smartphone addiction. And we're going to talk about more that this is actually becoming a diagnosis. Um, so there's some symptoms that we're going to talk about. So uh, we want to get right in. A smartphone addiction survey revealed that 99.2% of users on cell phones, all right, show some levels of fear and anxiety, right? So if they accidentally leave their cell phones, they start having signs of what they call nomo phone bia okay that's an actual diagnosis so we're going to get into that in a few minutes but i want to give you guys some stats on uh teen uh addiction to cell phones so how many teens are addicted to cell phones 13.45 percent of teens feel like they are addicted to their cell phone uh teenage cell phone addiction is real and it should be addressed so again you're watching the counselor uh if you feel like this might be something that uh can be happening to you uh please do me a favor pick up the phone give us a call your number our number is scrolling on the screen uh you can call 24 hours a day seven days a week and you will get through to someone in our staff um, and we will get you connected to uh the proper counseling individual all right. And you can also email us at promo at the counselor dot live uh, or you can slide up in my DMs. All right. So we're going to keep talking about this. And if you guys have any questions or if you have been diagnosed with this uh, in your life, please take the time. Put a comment below. Let us know. Kind of help out. The comment section is more for people that don't want to talk 
on the phone or be on the show, um, you can put a comment below and just kind of tell us your story. All right. So teenage cell phone usage um, stats show that 45% of teenagers, all right, teenagers, all right, consistently, constantly check their phones and confess feelings of addiction to their, uh, sorry, to their electronic devices. So let's talk about that for a minute. Do you sit down and do you scroll through your cell phone for hours, right? Uh, TikTok, before TikTok and Facebook, there was MySpace. And I think there was also Black Planet. Uh, I'm telling my age again. But people would sit there and literally be on that phone all day. And I remember that there were research and studies coming out. Um, how long should you be on your cell phone? And then all of a sudden, those research studies just kind of stopped. All right. So we need to think about that for a minute, because some of you guys are on that phone so much like you're at the dinner table scrolling at your cell phone. So you're telling your family and people around you that you're not interested in what's going on even at the dinner table with your families. And kids, I want you to think about this. This is an opportunity for you to be around your family. Not too many people are allowed to sit down and have dinner with a family, mom, dad, or just mom or just dad, and talk, right? Even if you wanna, if you still wanna have your cell phone, maybe you can text dad across the, across the table and say, hey dad, how are you today? How was your day at work, right? And then hopefully dad will get the bang, get up and go to his pocket where he put his cell phone down so that he can spend time with you, okay? And then respond to you. So what you, want, you guys wanna do is you wanna start pulling yourself away just a little bit, right? Pay more attention to what's happening around you. All right, I remember this thing with, when the Pokemon came out. Do you remember the Pokemon guys? Everybody's sitting there walking around with their cell phone, looking down, and then all of a sudden we started ha having instances where people fell off a cliff or fell down a hill, right? So again, when you're, when you're looking down, who's looking around for you, right? At least get someone to be next to you and be like, hey, hold on a minute before you fall down the ledge. Thank God I was there and I wasn't looking at my phone. All right, so when you, when you start feeling like you're doing that, I think that there might be something going on. All right, so this is the counselor, and what we wanna do is we wanna talk about this with you guys. Um, and then your parents, they're just frustrated with you, they're upset with you, right, because you're not paying attention, um, you're always on your phone. How many times have you heard someone say, you're always on your phone, right? addiction oh you're always drinking you're always partying right people start telling you're always drunk right so addiction when someone starts telling that you're always on something all right that's something to start thinking about right that might be a situation and it's turning out that this might be an actual uh diagnosis that's my it's not in the dsm-5 yet um, but you know, the research and studies are proving this and you know what, this wasn't going on when the DSM five was being updated. So this is maybe something that we need to start looking at in this industry. All right. So, um, I want to talk about how many people are addicted to their cell phone. So the stats, and these are stats from 2021, um, 75.4% of people, okay. Using cell phones that took this survey, uh, consider themselves addicted to their phone. Uh, so that means 65% of 
of people check their phones up to 165 times a day. That is a lot. When you're on the phone that much, all right, what did you miss the first time that you didn't see that you're going to see the second time? All right, what is exactly are you missing? Right? Some of you guys need to think about this. I mean, you don't watch TV. You don't watch, you know, some of you guys don't watch sports. Um, even if you are watching sports, you're scrolling through your phone. You're not even paying attention to what's happening. You're literally strolling. All right. We're going to talk about some physical effects that are going to happen to your body as you grow older and you start developing. I mean, I don't know if you ever noticed any of these kids or some of these kids, their heads are like hung down, like their neck is like, you know, down. I don't know if you ever seen a few people like that. Um, but when your head is down constantly for hours and hours and hours, you are going to start having some physical effects as well. All right. So sometimes if you don't know about something, all right, um, and it happens, it's starting to happen to you. That's why we have shows like this and talks like that. And that's why you talk with counselors and uh, other professionals that can kind of help you kind of get through this. Right. So I want you guys to pick up the phone. Give us a call. If this content might be something that, you know, you're concerned about in parents. You know, there might be it needs to be a different way for you to communicate to your children that you're on your phone too much. And by the way, and if you're on your phone too much, what do you think your kids are going to do? So sometimes you need to lead by example. And yes, a lot of us do business on, my, on our phone. I do business on my phone. Like my phone is something that I need to use for what I'm doing publicly, talked with clients. So yes, I'm on my phone a lot too. And I need to start thinking about that myself, right? Um, so when we're on the phone a lot, you know, you know you're around your children, they're, they're just doing what you're doing, which they think it's normal. All right, parents. So we're going to talk to you guys for a second, too. So kids, go get your parents. If they're uh, if you're watching this, go get them for a second. We're going to talk about um, some signs and warning signs um, of when you have cell phone addiction. All right. So some of the signs uh, below are some of the few ways to discern if someone has signs and symptoms of phone addiction. All right, so lying about your phone use. So when people start saying to you, you know, were you just on your phone? No, 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 I wasn't on my phone, right? Why are you lying about it? What is the, what is the big deal if you're on your phone or not, if you don't think anything's wrong, right? So lying about it, just or putting your phone away real quick, like some of you guys in school, right? Supposed to be paying attention. I promise you, you cannot pay attention and look at your phone at the same time, unless you can separate your brain in half and both eyes and both ears, like literally just separate all this in half. And like one, one portion is concentrating on your phone and the other por portion is concentrating on your professor. So you can't, you cannot concentrate on two things at one time, especially if it has to do with education and learning. Right. So it's it's very important that when you guys are thinking about, you know, if this might be an issue for me, start thinking about if you're lying about it. You know, when people ask you, were you just on your phone 
Or if you have to go to the bathroom in your work or in your meeting and you go in the bathroom and you don't even, no one even hears anything or a toilet flush because you had to go check your phone real quick. So when other things become more important than, I'm sorry, your cell phone becomes more important to even business that you have to take care of or your education, there could be an issue. All right, loved ones expressing your concerns. So now, teens, I want to go back to you. Kids, I want to go back to you. So if your parents are expressing a concern, your grandparent or your mom or your dad are saying things to you like you're on your phone too much, like start listening for a second. It could be an issue, right? And, all you know, we always want to say, oh, no, that's not something that can happen Again, I work in substance abuse. I work in this industry. And these are signs when people, people that care about you are now being concerned about your overusage of your cell phone. All right. And again, we're going to talk about the diagnosis in a minute. Nomophobia. All right. Neglect or trouble completing duties at work. How many people are at work? And you're, instead of you finishing up your assignment that your supervisor asked you to do, you're in your phone. I guarantee if we ask you, how many scrolls have you went through? How many TikToks did you go through today? I bet you it'll be over a thousand. Okay, so if you took that much time to do that, how much more productive would you be at work? All right, so I want you guys to start thinking. This is a real thing, right? Um... Let's see, neglecting school, right? So even me, myself being in college and I looked around, I used to see other people with their phone under their desk, you know, looking up at the teacher and trying to pay attention. The professor, the professor doesn't care. They've already paid, you know? So if, you don't, if you're not, I mean, they do care, but they're already paid, right? So you've already paid for that. So you're the person that's losing out by sitting there not answering your, your cell phone, right? I mean, or being on your cell phone. So it's very important and concerning. Um, okay, so let's move on. All right, so we're talking about self-addiction. So we got school, we have work. What else might be affected? Home life, all right? So when your family, you know, you don't wanna be around your family anymore, you're isolating. Okay, once again, signs of addiction isolation when you're in your room all day on that phone after school before school in the bathroom i mean think about that this is something is now attached to who you are all right now i'm not trying to scare you guys i just want you to start thinking about what's happening this is a real thing all right more and more time using the phone so let's, let's do the math for a minute. So let's see. Some of you guys go to sleep what? With the TikTok and your hand scrolling. So I say you guys probably go to sleep around 9.30, 10 o'clock. And then your, hand, your phone is in your hand while you're sleeping. And TikTok is still scrolling because some people, your TikTok will keep going. Right? So, all right. So we'll count that as sleep. Even though it's in your hand, we'll count it as you went to sleep. So let's see. You'll probably sleep around eight hours. You get up around six to get ready for school. What is the first thing that you do? All right, I'm waiting. You check 
your phone. All right. So now you got up, you checked your phone. So now you're going to get up, you go brush your teeth. So now you check your phone before you even brush your teeth. All right. So let's, we're just kind of taking you through this, this day. All right. So next, all right. You get in the shower. If you do shower, some of these teens don't shower either. Okay. So if you know, you get in the shower, some people now you can bring your phone in your shower. Some people do TikToks in the shower, right? I watch TikTok too. I know that. So some people do TikToks in the shower. So you're in there now. You're checking your phone in your shower. All right. So the, the day hasn't even started. You've already been within one hour between six and seven that you've taken a shower and you've, uh, sorry, got up and took a shower. So what happens? That's usage. That's cell phone, excessive cell phone usage. Okay. Now you start to get dressed. You get out the shower. Boom. You got to check again. All right. So then you keep, do you understand? It's starting to be part of your home life. The cell phone is your home life. So these are signs of addiction. And my last point on that, checking people's profiles repeatedly due to anxiety. Now that's going to go be a part of my stalking um, when people are actually stalking other people. We're going to talk about stalkers. All right. So checking people's profiles, a big thing, you know, some people can sit there and give you an update on what you did or what you posted, even if you forgot. Okay. So when there's excessive, uh, and I mean, that's even with couples. Um, I find that even with couples, they're always looking on their profile. I'm still trying to figure out how somebody can find out if I liked something. So if somebody can help me understand that, I appreciate it. Cause I've actually been confronted. Oh, you liked this on somebody's page. So what? Who cares if I liked something? I hit the like button. But people actually confront you for liking something on someone's page. Sound familiar? That's a little bit obsessive. All right. So when you're finding yourself checking people's profiles repeatedly because your anxiety is getting high because you want to know what's happening. All right. What I want you to do is pick up the phone, give us a call. Uh, the number is scrolling down the screen. You can also email us at promo at the live, or you can slide up in my DMs. But either way, we want to hear from you guys and see if this is something that you're concerned about. All right, so we're going to get some interesting facts going. And then I want to see if you guys have some time to give us some comments as well. All right, so you spent more time. Um, on accessories, I'm sorry, you spend more money on accessories than on your phone. Ooh, top 10 signs of addiction. All right. Although the phones are about $1,000 plus, um, if you're buying the rhinestone things in the back and, you know, all these different, I mean, those are cute, you know, but some people have about 15 different cases for one cell phone excessiveness right when you're doing things that are over excessive and yes if you have the money to spend it and you work and you got your own money we get it that's not what we're saying we're saying signs of addiction all right you have 30 different apps installed now i had a problem with this one because i have quite a bit that i need to use but thinking about it 
30 different apps that you have installed that you're actually clicking on and going through. All right, it's bad enough we have our banking apps, right? We have our, our you know, different ways that we use cash. I mean, some people have a avenue for everything, Chime and Cash App and you name it. Like, so, I mean, they got money everywhere. I don't know how you people are able to do that. But, I mean, every, every program that's out there that has a cash or cash app or a cash using app, some people have those on their phone. That's a little bit excessive. You don't need to spread all your money out. Right. That's a little bit excessive. That's because you have access to it. Right. That you feel like that's cool to do that. But that is a little bit excessive. Right. So more than 30 apps, all these games open. Right. A lot of people play a lot of games all day. Have you ever seen someone at work, by the way, playing Candy Crush? I mean, for me, I'm not judging. People can play whatever they want. But, you know, when you're sitting at work and you're sitting there talking to somebody or, you know, they'll call you over for a second and, and, you know, they put their cell phone down and it's Candy Crush. And I'm like, are you seriously playing Candy Crush at work? Candy Crush, where you're just pressing a button trying to make little color things that are in the same order, like, disappear. I, I, I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't get Candy Crush. And it's like, I, that's one of many, but that one, and then there's another one where you keep sliding your hand over and over again. I can't remember the name of it. Um, yeah, and you, you know, you try like Tetris. It's something like Tetris. It's, it's weird, but uh, you know, you see these people and they're on their phone at work and you, you might think like for a second, maybe they're checking emails or important texts. They're playing Candy Crush. It's almost insulting and embarrassing. All right. Have you have alarms telling you when to do everything in your life? Oh my gosh. Sometimes these things are true. My calendar, I live by that thing. All right. It just tells me where to go and how to get there. All right. So that's true. When you're overusing your cell phone, like before cell phones, what were we doing? Now, some of you guys that were our audience here, the teens, you guys don't remember that, but um, there was life before cell phones. I know. Shocking, huh? There was also cable basic TV. <laughs> so, yeah, so there were times in the world that there were no cell phones, and they also were this big. So you couldn't just put it in your back pocket of the tightest jeans that you can wear, and then your cell phone is falling out your back pocket. All right, I'm just talking. All right, so that's funny. I, I, every time I see that, I laugh. All right, I think, uh, retailers, we need to start making deeper pockets so the phone won't be falling out all the time. All right. Um, you read about your phone on your phone. All right. Everything has to do with this phone, cell phone addiction. All right. And then you've cut back on necessities to afford your $100 a month cell phone bill. All right. And I'm going to tell my age, I remember when all these, there were several companies like MCI, look them up. They were like a singular cell phone company. I remember when they had cell phones and they were the cheapest. I think they were the most expensive at the time. And then T-Mobile and uh, Sprint, they came out and said, you know what, let's, uh, let's, let's go digital. 
like because yeah, MCI was analog rather, and then they became uh, then digital came out, which is what T-Mobile and Sprint are known for, right? They start using the four G set. Well, I think it was two G at that time, uh, satellites and all these things. And yes, guess how much the cell phone bills were? Fourteen ninety nine for and then twenty nine dollars for unlimited talk time and texting all right this is not too much long ago because i'm still alive today so this is when cell phones first came out that's how inexpensive they are were and now you people are paying upwards of a hundred and something dollars a month depending on how many people are on your plan that is asinine. We used to do the family plan. I remember the family plan at most was like sixty nine ninety nine, and I sold cell phones back in the day, so owned a couple stores, and so I know we used to try to talk people into getting a family plan for sixty bucks. So think about that. These are these are signs of addiction. Life has changed, and when you go through life looking at these situation. It's like, what happened? Like, what? how did we end up in this situation? All right, so uh, we want to talk about nomophobia. What is nomophobia? Phobia. So it has to be the fear of something, right, if it's a phobia? All right, so the term nomophobia or nomophobia is used to describe a psychological condition when people have a fear of being detached from mobile phone connectivity. So when it becomes something physical now, where you're feeling like symptoms, and we're gonna talk about symptoms right now, feeling differently, this is when it's now time to go maybe talk to a therapist or talk to your, your parents about getting a therapist. And parents, you don't know everything, right? You don't know everything, and this is brand new. So give it to the professionals, leave it to people that can start trying to identify what's going on. And by the way, you can always contact our show. Um, We do have a nationwide counseling uh, network that we have access to that we can literally refer you over or we can actually warm transfer you over um, to a licensed therapist either today or by the end of the day, we're going to have you speaking with someone. All right. So that's what we do here. All right. So don't, don't get too nervous guys. All right. Is nomophobia a mental disorder? So, um, it is important to note that while many people report feeling anxious or fear about being without their phones, nomophobia is not officially recognized as a disorder. So it hasn't hit the DSM-5 yet, um, but it is something that we are thinking about that could be an issue because people are having real signs, all right? And the signs and symptoms of nomophobia are observed and are including anxiety, All right. And we're learning more and more about anxiety. We talked about the symptoms of anxiety. If you haven't seen that, go back to one of my videos and take a look at the symptoms uh, and the signs of anxiety. 
respiratory alterations. You start having panic attacks because you can't find your phone, right? The whole entire world has to stop because you can't find your phone. All right, so we're going to keep on talking about this. If this is something that you might be concerned about, please give us a call. And thank you for watching The Counselor. We'll be right back and take a look at the next video. Part two is on its way. When I think about the counselor, I think about all the things that we have questions for, right? Many of us have questions about our lives, our situations, marriages, our, our jobs, our employment, our children, and so forth. When I think about that and you say, hey, who can I talk to? Why not the counselor? The counselor is here. He's here for you. So call the counselor. 10 to 2. The counselor.